Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Welcome to another episode of Fandom Family Chats. I'm here with... Hey, I'm Bethany. Hey, I'm Eve. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Josh, and we are talking 911 and 911 Lone Star. And oh boy, were these a couple of pretty good episodes? Uh, but it was nice uh, kind of getting to see May yes. in action there. Yeah, that was what that was pretty cool to see May in action. You know, the episode just starts off right away, and she's on the phone and and handling this call and suddenly her superhero moment just kind of takes a little sour turn there you know because uh you know claudette kind of you know does her thing and may's doing her thing and and uh may didn't like it too much i personally i probably wouldn't have reacted the way may reacted she could have been a little bit more professional but there are many times where i'm like thinking like Claudette could be way more professional herself. You know, she doesn't she doesn't have to be patronizing. She's over there saying, hey, you gotta be professional, and she's not doing that. I think I would have been less professional. I don't know. I just <laughs> um, I can kind of feel May's frustration with her though, because Big with time. Claudette, I feel like, you know, she has her moments and then she also has good moments where we're like, oh good, she's you know, starting to get to a place where we can actually like her. And yeah. then it's like five steps back. It's like, nope, yeah. never mind. Absolutely. Every time. It, it was, doesn't look like she's easy to work with. Oh, gosh. No, I can't imagine she is. I probably have to quit after a little bit. I wouldn't <laughs> be able to take that for too long. I think the one thing that was so frustrating to me is that she was going on and on and on about being a team player and just, you know, we're a team. And she's doing the exact opposite. She's taking and, and I mean, even if she wasn't doing it for the glory, she's taking the advice and not acknowledging it. I mean, and I get it when you're in a life or death situation, you don't have to acknowledge it. You don't have to say, oh, well, thank you so much for your you know, contribution. You know what I mean? No, but come on. She had enough time to say, no, 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 shut up. When she could have literally not said a single word, just given her a thumbs up and then be like, and said that to the dispatcher, you know, cut him off at the alley. And I'm thinking, mm, no, mm-mm. Mm-mm, this this doesn't work. This does not work. You know, it's just like I don't know. Very frustrating. And of course, that leads into a, a whole nother mess. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get to later. Which you know what? Honestly, I didn't see that coming. You know, and we sh- I should have because, like you was saying, you start to get some progress with Claudette, and then you just have a setback. And I'm thinking this episode started as a setback, so we should have known there was a reason for. you know and obviously there's a backstory that we didn't know about you know they find each other in this horrible situation later on in the episode and you know may's having to give this incredible pep talk you know and actually it was kind of foreshadowing because first you know they're both they're both essentially sent to timeout you know the quiet room but we all know it's timeout (laughs) who else loved that i saw that and i said Oh man, I thought I left my work, you know, at school today. <laughs> and now I'm watching it play out on <laughs> you know, like, 
away from it. Now I'm watching it play on 911 and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I was looking at, oh my gosh, who's the call center manager? What's her name again? Oh, the one with the red hair? Yeah. Uh, gosh, people are going to get so mad at us because I can't remember. I'm bad with names. Uh, I know you're talking about. That's this contribution. Let us know her name. Exactly. If you're listening, please leave the, <laughs> leave in the comments. This is, a, this is a test for all of our listeners. If you know her name, just send us an email. We're just kidding. We actually do know the name. We're just testing you all. That, that's <laughs> but yeah, I was watching her. I was watching her basically lecture them and put them in this quiet room. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this how I sound when I'm disciplining, you know, my <laughs> kindergartners? It probably is. That's awesome. Well, in 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 y'all's defense, they were acting like kindergartners. Well, he's was. It was like what? I don't know. I don't think May was acting quite like a kindergartner. No, that's what I was gonna say. At least Claudette was. Claudette was for sure, like one hundred percent. Look, and and I get it. May is our character, right? And we're supposed to be seeing things from her point of view. I get that. But at the same time, golly, you got to be, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's your workplace. You need to learn to let things go. Absolutely. I do think that the little Zen garden was a nice touch, though. You know, she was there <laughs> raking the, the sand. I know. <laughs> I've like, always wanted <laughs> one of those. They do seem very soothing. I just rake the sand. Nothing else happened. Just rake the sand. <laughs> You know, and then you get, you know, the other side of Claudette again, the breakthrough side when she's having this, you know, heart to heart pep talk with May and you're thinking, okay, um, she's saying she's hard on her because she sees a potential in her and she's trying to give her some really good life lessons and you're thinking, is this just another breakthrough? Does she have something else going on? Like what's happening, you know, and, and, and it seems like the quiet room is working, is doing its job because they're starting to find that common ground again of course you know little did they know what was awaiting them a few scenes later but you know i, I just thought that the whole story was going to go back to the same flip-flop you know breakthrough setback breakthrough setback and how that was going to somehow work into you know may's storyline and the development of her character no i know and, and it was funny because you're seeing this pep talk with with Claudette. And and really, it was kind of like the shoes on the other foot there for a second. You know what I mean? And I get it. You know, I've never worked at a 911 call center. I've never worked as a fireman or anything else like that where it's extremely stressful. But I get it. Sometimes when you're a fireman, a police officer in the military, you got to have thick skin. And you got to learn early to have thick skin. And I get it. So... That's got to be the same way with with the call center, you know, even being being uh, an operator, because I can imagine you're getting all of these calls, right? And they're going to affect you, you know, because you're hearing people at their lowest, right? I mean, that's when they're calling 911. I mean, nobody's calling 911 just to chat unless, you know, you're not, you know, in the right frame of mind, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's really start weighing heavy on your heart if you yeah. take all of it on. Yeah. So you have to have some thick skin. But I almost feel like at a point there too, it's like Claudette maybe tried to have some thick skin and ended up instead of having thick skin, just was super calloused, you -hmm. know, and I'm not trying to defend her in any way, but it's like, I get her trying to under, how do I say, maybe convey some of that 
to me, but there has got to be a professional way of doing that. Mm-hmm. The way she did it did not. And I mean, we get it. We see the trauma that she had. I mean, the burn marks that she had. So, I mean, she's got a, a history of, you know, not just fire, but I guess, you know, emergencies, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So maybe that was one of the reasons why she's a 911 operator because she's trying to help other people. But at the same time, it's just like, come on, you have to have a little bit of common sense, you know, it's just like professional. And I think yeah. that would help it, it all the way around, you know, it's almost like she's overcompensating. It's like, you can't, you have to, like you said, the thick skin turned to calluses and calluses is not gonna, it's not gonna cut it, you know, you need to be, you know, aware of, of your surroundings and in, in your other coworkers and it's almost it like i said it's overcompensating in the effect of trying to keep emotions out of it like she almost made she made everything more emotional <laughs> you know it's just could have saved it if she just was more professional i know i keep saying that but <laughs> but may got her through yeah. sue is the name of the sue thank you we knew that Tiffany knew that the whole time. She was just waiting to see if any listeners, you know, caught on. Yeah, so that that's exactly what it was. That was your chance. Now you got the answer. So if you were the lucky winner and you guessed Sue, you get bragging rights. Bragging rights. And that's your prize. Bragging rights and our deepest appreciation for playing our game. Thank Um, you for joining us. Yes. but yeah it was an intense time you know we just had of course we just had our intense name guessing game you know no I was kidding (laughs) but you know it's not only is is all this going on with you know May and Claudette but you know Albert and Chimney they're getting some intense moments as well and and some really close calls you know this fire was definitely close to home for i think every character in it but je- definitely oh, those two <laughs> were not immune to what was going on i thought was- for sure that was going to be the end of albert <laughs> me too oh me too i was anyone else so thrilled to finally see albert because was it um the winter finale where we finally saw him like become a firefighter i think it was the winter finale. i think it was yeah because I binged all the way up through the winter finale, so they all blurred together. But <laughs> after he, you know, after he became a firefighter, and you know, we came back from you know the break, I was so excited to see him. And then we didn't get much of him. Like we got him like during a handoff between like Maddie and um, G. But other than that, I was like, are we going to see him like do any firefighting stuff? And then we finally saw him, and I was so excited. But as it turns out, that might not be going much further. Yeah, I, I, we saw him several times. He just looked incognito because of his mustache. <laughs> that was it, you know. I was gonna say, yeah, it felt like Albert didn't come back until this episode when he, he finally he was there more than we think. <laughs> he was camouflaged. <laughs> he was not a fan of that mustache. <laughs> Nobody was. No, no. I mean, for most guys, facial hair is a good thing. Like it will change your life. But that was not the case for him. No, 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 no. He did not need that mustache. (laughs) So glad someone else mentioned that because this whole time I've been thinking, am I the only one that wants him to get rid of that thing on his face? No, absolutely not. (laughs) 
horrible. <laughs> I was glad he shaved when he came out. I was like, he shaved! Like, it's gone! Someone finally came to their senses in the makeup department, so... I'm like, the critter on his lip isn't there. Where'd it go? <laughs> it was the alligator lizard! <laughs> That's where it went when it crawled away. <laughs> we needed a toupee for somebody, yeah. Who <laughs> was just growing it. <laughs> We can I'm use to see what he's going to do next, though, since he's not interested in being a firefighter anymore. I hope they don't get rid of him. What I really if just see him stay? We should totally just put him on the Twitter account now. <laughs> right? Just have them switch jobs, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want Eddie in that job anymore. Just give it to Albert. Mm, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. I feel like <laughs> Albert could do that job like easily. Like he'd be all over that. Like, I feel like we could have a whole nother spinoff with Albert working at the call center. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I would watch that sitcom. That would be fun. I would. Yeah, I totally do that. I feel like he wouldn't put up with anything either. Like you know, like Josh came with some crazy <laughs> stuff or whatever like that. He'd just be like, no, <laughs> right? Put up with assassin no. right back. So, I'm hoping this is a way for Eddie to get back in, though, now that hmm. Albert's going to be leaving, because his spot will be open. Yeah. And Eddie clearly needs to be there, yeah. especially after this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, they're going to bring him back, but it's just a matter of, like, when. You know, and I think this episode was probably, because you think it's, and I know we'll probably touch on this later in the, in the episode, but... It, to see that whole sequence you know of the 118 and eddie's there it's like is this it is this finally you know he needs to be back in that position and you're thinking have we wait have we finally waited long enough are we going to get who we're waiting for well i have had it up to here <laughs> working at the call center so this has to be getting close to the end of his time there because I, once I saw him, you know, in his element again, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, it's like the good old days. Yeah. I felt so relieved. I was like, okay, this is the, the Eddie that we know and love. Like, this is where he needs to be. He yeah. and Albert can just, they can just trade. It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Ah. That that scene where, and I think they even had like the camera shot, like from, from below, like like looking up. And he's all he's got the jacket you know, on. I think he's even got like an axe in his hand or something like that. And like there may as well have been like Avengers music going on or something like that. <laughs> I just looked over at Beth. I said, Eddie's back. Eddie's back. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, it was just a beautiful scene. I mean, the fact that he was working with Buck too just, you know, made Yeah together again. It's so nice to see them back together again. I'm really tired of just watching Eddie sit and tweet. <laughs> this is entertaining. Yeah, how much longer can he possibly put up with that job? Because it is obviously not for him. No. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I think that this episode is that moment because they like like Josh was saying, you just Eddie's back. Like you felt that. Like it was so cool. Like he's not going to the job. The job literally came to him, you know, and so I like, and, and it was perfect too. Like, uh, hey, we're gonna play another name game. <laughs> what's what's his coworker? The one that didn't want to leave right away because she was helping helping the elderly man that got lost. He's giving him his coworker. She was giving him some advice, you know. She says, "Hey, 
my Linda. mom Linda. Is it Linda? Mm. <laughs> Stephanie wins again. <laughs> you know, <Shut> it up. <laughs> she wins. <laughs> She's cheating. No. Google is a wonderful thing. <laughs> That's what Google is for. <laughs> That's why it was invented. <laughs> no, but I love the pep talk that everybody's getting pep talks. But I think hers was like the most simplest, but it was so profound. You know, she's like, hey, my mom gave me this. And, you know, Mother's Day, everybody's thinking about mom. You know, hey, my mom always told me back in my 20s, you know, you can, I can't even, I should have memorized it or, or read it, quote, but, you know, you can try to do all these different things to try to pick what you want to do. But at the end of the day, God's the one that's going to tell you. And, you know, he's like, well, yeah, I haven't heard God yet. <laughs> like, why has he not told me anything yet? You know, and not that anything negative that happened was God doing it, but it was, you know, you, God uses anything and everything, you know, so here's his voice literally through the fire. <laughs> you know, I'm talking to I him. Think and he's I think done that once before. We're going to get that reference. <laughs> bush it's just this whole burning call center you know but i think so it it was just so profound of eddie having this opportunity to jump back in with the 118 that i can't imagine like next week he's gonna go back you know because even after he's walking out and she's like god has spoken you know he's walking out in his whole gear they're all together they're like you know, like Josh did the Avengers, you know, and it just felt like he was like solidified with the family again, you know, so it's, I can't see him not putting that gear back on and jumping on that truck next week, you know, even if it's not everything official, but there's no way he's taken two steps back again, you know, to the Twitter page, because <laughs> Albert will be there. <laughs> I have yeah, the he- Avengers music running in my head right now. It's stuck there now. I shouldn't have said it because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that image like of him just standing there. I don't know if he had a hammer or I mean an axe in his hand, but that's the way I see it. So, so if Josh starts spacing out during the rest of this uh, recording, we know what's going on. Inside Avengers is playing inside my mind. Yes. <laughs> Eddie does not need to be a guest in that house anymore. No. Yeah, I think there was up. That was so good that was so gratifying <laughs> I love it. wasn't it and he's like today um today you're a guest in this house I was like oh he loved that too much <laughs> so did. And, I, and I am here for it uh-huh. didn't, didn't, earned didn't, that. he did he absolutely did. didn't even Josh say something like you've been holding on to that for a while or something like that <laughs> that for months <laughs> like he knew we all knew <laughs> That was awesome. That was awesome. But it was true, though. And I think that that's how Eddie has felt that that whole time. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, these people are family adjacent. You know, they work with the people that he works with or worked with every day. Uh, And, you know, I mean, these are the people that kind of control what happens and where they go. So they have to, you know, know each other to a certain extent, but they're not the family. It's not the same. It's not the 118. I mean, I just wonder if Bobby's gonna finally see that maybe Eddie is ready to come back. I think after this he will. I mean, Bobby had quite a mm. experience, so I don't know, maybe he's seen the light and he's, you know, ready to be more charitable and letting Eddie come back. Who knows? 
That'd be awesome. I was so terrified for Bobby. I mean, the second they told him that May was yeah. still inside, his face just like, I'm like, not again. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. I'm thinking Bobby is literally thinking, not again. I mean, like, I can guarantee that's what was going through his mind. I'm just like, this is not fair. And it was so funny too because it was obvious, but yet it wasn't at first. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, May is in trouble, right? You know what I mean? Okay, so we get it. It's a fire. He's a fireman. He deals with this literally every day, right? You know, it's just he's saving people all the time, but not always saving family. And then, of course, having lost his family in a fire. And it was so funny because it was, I think, what was it, Bethany? Like, we were watching it together, and then it was just like maybe like 30, 45 seconds afterwards, I said something like that, and he's like, I said something like, oh, no, Bobby has to go through this again. And then yeah. you reacted and you were like, oh. Yeah, it didn't click right away. Yeah. The same thing. Oh, it's danger. It's May. And now he's going through, you know, but I didn't put it together that it was literally the same scenario. You know, his family in a fire and he's thinking not this again not again that it's the same story and and i didn't put that together right away aside from just him being concerned for her safety so when he said that i was like oh like it hit me and it just like now the whole scene and the whole storyline just had such a deeper meaning you know and it just was crazy and of course hats off to him and because i mean that that i mean obviously losing his family is traumatizing and he's had a lot of time and a lot of people and a lot of help you know from that point to where he is now and you know obviously that that has that has brought him to where he is obviously but to be in that situation again that's got to be hard that, that's got to be triggering you know i don't know any other word you know what i mean other than than, than triggering i mean you know he still has quote unquote ptsd from that i mean you know you're never going to get over that and then to be put in that situation again but it does show that, you know, when you have a good support system, when you've got family, when you've got friends, when you've got, I guarantee you, he's probably still sees a therapist. So when you've got that support system, it, how vital it is. And then that goes back to Eddie also. You know what I mean? Eddie's not unredeemable. We saw that this episode. Eddie is capable of getting back out there, capable of protecting his family, capable of protecting people, which I think is awesome. That's going to be a good, good example for Bobby to see, hey, he's he's getting back into it he's starting to be capable now and then i just i don't know it was so funny because i don't mean funny but it was just i don't know it was uh to me it was like yes they finally get them out and really i, I laughed because when they're pulling uh when, when they're getting may out uh and he starts like hammering at the at the wall uh, i said oh he's gonna kool-aid man this thing and i'm like <laughs> And for those of you that don't get the reference, back in the, I guess, 80s, you had the Kool-Aid man, and he would literally, like, just run through a wall in a commercial, right? I think they recreated that and everything else like that. I'm sure a lot of our audience knows that. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, then pause this podcast. Go look it up. Kool-Aid man commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh come God. right back. Don't leave. Nope. No. <laughs> we have more games. No. <laughs> <laughs> We have, more, we have more exciting things happening. Come back. We do. Yes. <laughs> but when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to Kool-Aid man this thing. And sure enough, there he goes. And so you get through all of that. 
And then literally they dropped the house on him. I was just like, oh, really? I, I think I was holding my breath for however many minutes it took for them to finally come and rescue the two of them. Because as soon as they were rescued, I was like, oh, I haven't been breathing. Okay. I mean, Bobby is just so protective of May. It, it doesn't matter that she's not his blood. He, yeah. he sees her as his daughter. I mean, it's his family now. And, you know, just the way that he went in there without even slowing down till he got to her. And then when the roof was falling, just threw her right under him so he could protect her. I just, I love their their relationship that they have. And you can tell that May feels the same way about him. Because like in the hospital, she was concerned about him. Well, <laughs> like the way him. she yelled at him, you're getting this test. Yeah, I was that's like, oh, she Athena. gets that from her mother. That's <laughs> fun to see. That was a thousand percent Athena. I was like, this. Mm-hmm. no and i thought it was a sweet moment too like when they're getting him in the in the ambulance and uh you know what she calls she calls him dad and of course the first thing he just says oh you don't have to lie to them it's okay you know it's like she's like no she's not lying you know not lying like but i thought it, that was really sweet of him too to react that way you know it was just like just unpresumptive you know just uh i'm not using that word there but you know what i mean just like very humble you know what i mean of him i think to just kind of be like oh you, you don't have to lie to them to just come you know they're you know they'll let yes. you do something like hey you're just yeah exactly you know to not overstep but to you know re- think it really is she really does think of him as a father you know and, and i guess he didn't want to feel like he was pushing that on her but yeah. they've been a family long enough that i mean just the way he feels that that's his daughter i mean she already feels that way so it's a very sweet moment to be like i'm not lying like you're my dad that was so sweet and we take a huge turn like i was not expecting this and it almost still doesn't feel right to me like like it just does not feel right like all of a sudden they just throw this out there and monday is this super villain yeah i mean like hello i mean we all hate mondays but this was like monday But really, I know Monday really did try to kill you. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, quite uh, literally. That's <laughs> clever. I like that. <laughs> I think Monday tried to kill me. No, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Monday really tried to kill you. Exactly. It's crazy. Like, where did that come from? It was like so out of the blue because she's coming in and you know something happened just by the feel of them rolling Claudette in. You already had the okay that she's going to be fine. And then I'm thinking, did she, you know, did she die of shock or something? Because physically she was fine, but you know that she had all this trauma. Did Mm -hmm. it just get to her? You know, did she have a heart attack, some sort of episode that triggered her death because she couldn't cope? Um, Or what's going on? You know, you're thinking, is she really going to die? They're working on her. I didn't think they were really going to kill her for a couple of seconds there, but you knew something was going to happen until they cover her with the sheet. And Monday's like, huh. And so it's so weird because it's so confusing because you're not thinking Monday's a murderer. Like that was way out of left field. He had already seemed to have some kind of peace and resolution mm-hmm. with his place within the show with the other characters with the audience it felt like you knew that was going to be more to his story but you figured that he was finding that 
you know, oh, look, here's another character, you know, in this other house, you know, and you kind of got to know the captain a little bit. And you're thinking, yeah, these are just kind of like side characters that we'll see here and there. Yeah. Never I think they were going to make him a main villain. You know, even when Hen was looking at him con confused and perplexed, I was feeling perplexed as well, but I didn't have all the suspicions that she was having. You know? I'm excited for where this whole mystery is going because I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I feel like it came too fast yeah absolutely even given us they haven't really given us enough time to really get to know monday which yeah. at first i was looking at the notes by the way and i was like who the heck is jonah it's monday <laughs> but, um, but yeah we didn't it, it would have been nice if they gave us more of a chance to get to know him if yeah. i mean they didn't even have to focus on him too much just show him a lot more often and then introduce the storyline but it can't. So while I'm excited for it, I wish we cared more about the character that yeah. this whole thing was centered around. Well, I think he's truly a red shirt. And again, I'm using another pop culture reference here. Star Trek. Look that up, then come right back. But <laughs> uh, I, I get that, and and I, and I feel exactly the same way. I feel like it just came out of out of out of the blue. But it, it almost cheapens it because it feels like he's just a disposable character. That's what I mean by red shirt. You know, it's just like he came in and this was his purpose and we're going to move on in two episodes, you know, and it's just like, eh. so I, I agree with you. I think like if we had a little bit more invested in him and liked him a little bit more, this would be a lot worse. Imagine if it was Buck. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm letters for saying that, aren't I? Uh oh and was Buck, that would make me very sad to know that story <laughs> was coming up everybody would be like oh well <laughs> it's all good <laughs> it's not nothing just turn the other way <laughs> like oh it's Buck. okay never mind <laughs> i just make side characters so yeah he's good i'm sure they deserved it <laughs> <laughs> we're probably bad guys anyway we're it's okay <laughs> You know, and not to rehash everything with, with Claudette, you know, it was funny because it's just like, it really was crazy because we, we had that kind of resolution, right? You know, where, you know, she goes through this, this horrible thing and she's describing, you know, what it feels like and everything else like that, getting burned alive, you know, and, and I mean, that was traumatic. I mean, and, and it resolves and you've had this and at least for me you got this hate for this character right you know that they've built up intentionally and then you get to see that backstory and you're still not you still really don't like like trust them but you like i hate you but i understand why i hate you now it doesn't make it better but it's kind of is what it is and then all of a sudden they just kill her off what? i was kind of left scratching my head i'm like i gotta that process this I got to think about this for a minute. We got resolution. Now she's dead, but I still don't like this character. Now they're no longer going to be on. And I'm like, I'm conflicted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking that's why she was so frustrating at the beginning of the episode, because you're thinking yeah. oh, they're going to kill her off later. So it's, it, it's kind of fueling that, but I think it's kind of what, the audience had on a certain degree what may was feeling because here's like her arch enemy that she's almost making peace with 
and now is dead and it's like even though it's her arch enemy she doesn't wish death on them but now she is so it's just all kinds of raw feelings in that you know and, and so i think it, it was that way and I, I it's i again she was a red shirt the whole time we didn't know that but i think yeah. what josh what you're saying is that would have been cool if we had that same kind of shock and awe and connection to a character like Evelyn, with monday yeah monday if we could exactly if we could have had that length and that contact with monday the way we had it with claudette it would have maybe flowed a little bit better not felt so forced you know, not felt so, unless his storyline continues, like once they capture him and it's progressing, like maybe they're having to testify against him or he gets out and it's like with Athena when, you know, the other guy was chasing, you know, hunting them down and the longevity of the characters that way, but it still happened too fast. We need yeah, that. We don't talk about that game. We need that progression, yeah. Well, we might get some sort of answers next week because the preview looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, Penn tells, you know, everybody that she's got suspicions about Jonah. And it looked like in the preview that he comes up from behind her and attacks her, which is kind of terrifying, but... I'm not okay with that. No. Neither am I. Leave my people alone. Like, yeah. don't, don't sneak up behind Penn and attack her. Come on. I agree. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I I admire Hannah a lot, and to to think I don't know why I just feel like she's not the type of person that would let her get get let herself get you know snuck up on and stabbed. But I guess it's a possibility. I just don't see Hannah that way. But it I don't know. I guess I guess that's what's happening. You could tell they didn't really like each other from the start, so I think this is just kind of continuing that on. <laughs> And you know what? Maybe that's why she didn't like him from the start. She didn't know, but she just was getting bad vibes from him because he was a very bad guy. She just was translating that as, hey, he's replacing my best friend and just kind of dismissed it. But, you know. She has good instincts, so. Well, they gave him the worst nickname in the world. (laughs) He lived up to his name. (laughs) Yeah, he could have come on a Thursday, so. Then Monday, the silent killer. Yes. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. <laughs> well, and then we move on to 911 Lone Star. Ooh, coming over to Texas. I actually have my, my Texas Yeti, so plan, sort of planned, not really. I just randomly grabbed it and realized, oh, look, it's the Texas one. Just just ready for Lone Star. So. <laughs> Gotta represent Texas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> I liked this episode. It was nice to get to see, you know, a bit of Owen's background. Yes. Normally, I'm not very excited about episodes of 911 where we don't get any calls. You know, hence my complaining about the 500 episode long winter <laughs> storm thing. But. This episode, I was like, I love this. It was a really great episode. It was really well done. You know, it's funny because I guess, you know, we finally get to get a little bit into the inside of the mind of Owen. And it makes total sense now why he's in Fire and Rescue. I mean, absolute sense now. And I mean, you you don't ever truly recover from something like that. Uh, You just you learn to live with it, you know, 
and uh and it just i think that's ex- it's just expressing itself in one way and and you know and it's funny because you know we're seeing owen's how do i say mental health journey you know i think a lot in these kind of last few episodes we're seeing the aggression you know we're seeing the the different uh how do i say interpersonal relationship issues that he's having and stuff like that and now we know where it all stems from you know even pushing people away in certain ways you know i think has a lot to do with like like the abandonment issues just even with his dad i mean it seems like they were gone i mean he even says that nice finally seeing owen's backstory because one of the things i love about you know um 911 is you know all everybody's um origin story yeah and we don't really get too much of that or we haven't had much of that until recently on lone star but i mean we got it a little a few episodes ago with um with tk and now we're finally getting it with owen so it's nice to um, it's nice to get that backstory so we can really understand why these people are the way they are. I mean, there's so much that is just explained away in that one scene. And I know they were kind of making it seem like you're not supposed to know who the kids are, but just knowing the theme of the episode, it, you, you could figure it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you, it, it opened up, it, like it, it pulled the curtain back and you could finally see owen and and what has brought him to who he is today you know and and even back then you could tell he was he was owen and he was wanting to help and do what he could and he was trying to think on his feet the way he would as a fire captain but still he was just a kid and Mm -hmm. he was a traumatic experience and you know you definitely like josh was saying you realize why he does what he does and i was really holding out hope that he was his brother was going to be okay because i knew that chad lowe was going to be in this episode so i was thinking they're going to save life he's going to grow up it's okay you know and i was really holding on to that and it was it was kind of sad when that wasn't the case you know yeah i thought that too then they said he died i'm like wait a minute (laughs) thing in the hospital and i was like I can sense something bad about to happen, but they're not going to kill the brother because he's supposed to be on later. So, yeah, Pablo's coming out. Of course, he's going to be fine. My brain was just very confused in okay. that one scene. I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. They were being very sneaky with the writing in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing too because you know, you know, obviously seeing the 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 previews and the articles that everything was going out, I was like, oh, cool, okay, and I'm thinking these are them i mean this is him this is his younger brother and everything but of course obviously that wasn't the case and you know it's funny too um you know you have both of them there right and and they have just opposite views of the same person but one got to have the family life you know with the dad and uh you know and everything else and the other didn't you know and so you just you just see that difference and how the importance of of perspective but also being there makes that difference you know in that in that family dynamic and you know it was so funny but uh the moment the the lady came in uh i I forgot i guess it's the brother's mom i mean i guess it's you know you know the the lady that his dad married it was like oh okay never mind yep i get it same person that's the other wife that's the kid it's just like okay yeah it made sense and you know it was funny but it was it was sweet too that the fact that the advice that he gave him was what 
what needed to happen mm-hmm. you know and so it was kind of just like everything aligning for for that to happen you know and it was it was funny to see you know when i say funny i don't mean funny funny but you know just like ironic and crazy to see that hey you know what it's coming from the person that had the life that quote unquote owen i think feels like he got robbed of giving him the advice that he needed at the right time so in some how do i say cosmic way things lined up and and filled in those gaps i love seeing too the connection between that and then his relationship with tk because that gave me a lot of aha moments because the way he is with tk i mean he loves his son and he loves his son hard and i mean seeing like understanding his relationship with his own father you can absolutely see why owen is so much about you know loving his own son no i think he he's seen the um he's felt i mean obviously the impacts of of his dad not being there and that's why he's wanting to do the best that he can for tk and and obviously he's not perfect but i think owen's trying to do do the best that he can Mm -hmm. and of course he's talking to him and of course you know he doesn't realize that he's hearing him and of course he uh makes up and you know in in some way you know what i forgot the exact words that he he tells him but no in other words he lets him know that you know he was proud of him and that he knew what do you, what do you say he goes Owen strand of what what do you say he said uh firehouse <laughs> he knew the firehouse that he was serving with so he was following him he knew who he was and i think that was that was nice yeah but did owen know that was his half-brother when he was sitting there having that conversation with robert not at all I was under the impression that he didn't know who it was. Because, I mean, when he first walked up, he was standing, Robert was standing there beside their dad in the room. So I didn't know if he saw him and he knew while he was having that conversation or not. It was, I was a little lost on that. I I like their talk, though. That was really sweet. I don't think he did, because I know that when he, well, you know what? I got to go back because I just saw, I saw the episode again today. And I don't remember him seeing uh, the brother. He, you know, he saw the wife, the lady. But remember he was he, standing on the other side of the bed, beside the father. Beside like the father, in that same. Yeah, so I didn't see that, but I did see when when the lady was standing behind, beside the bed. And I, I was wondering that too, because I mean, obviously, I think it was Helen was is, is Owen's dad's new wife, or current wife um obviously she recognized him so she looked up you could tell by her reaction but there was so much family around it could have been did she tell robert that's owen go talk to him was it just coincidence and did there because there was so much family did owen actually realize that he he was talking to was one of the family that was surrounding his father i don't know i was under the impression that owen didn't and i was trying to figure out whether or not robert did yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Exactly. Gone either way. Yeah, I was a little taken aback by um, his stepmom's reaction to him being there <laughs> because what I was expecting, I don't know if maybe I'm crazy, which, you know, it's always a possibility, but what I was expecting was her to say, Oh, you're Owen, aren't you? No, we've been waiting for you. Or yeah. I don't know, something much kinder than what actually came out of her mouth. So yeah. when she, said you know i i can't remember the exact words but they weren't very kind what are and, you doing here something like yeah, that like, what are you doing here like how like, dare you yeah and I, I was like 
whoa, that that's yeah. surprise. And how dare you? Don't talk to my Owen that way. What's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. It struck me kind of odd. It made me feel like there was some bad blood there. And I felt like it really wasn't fair. And no. obviously not applicable if Owen's father is not feeling all of these, you know, hard feelings towards Owen for the situation. Why would she be that yeah. way? So I, I wonder if they're going to dive into that or not. It does make me wonder if there's some bad blood between Owen and his stepmom for some reason. Mm-hmm. And like what that could possibly be, because that is an interesting reaction coming from someone who you've never met before. Yeah. I mean, so that's his I, father. He has a right to say goodbye to so him. So yeah, I have yeah. to think that maybe the stepmom had been told some not so great things about Owen, or maybe they've had interactions before that weren't so great. Well, my thinking was, is that I can only imagine that she is seeing the broken version of, of Owen's dad. That's who she met. And all of that was because of, well, not necessarily because of Owen, but I can almost guarantee you that they were pinning it on him. Didn't watch his brother, you know, or, you know, at least that's that's the way that it kind of seemed to me. So it's like he was the root of that family falling apart and the root of the damage that was done to the man, you know, as a father. So that's kind of, you know, how do I say it's not not a fair opinion for them to have, but that's kind of what it feels like they were having, because at the same time, if that had never happened, she would never have met. You know what I mean? He would still be. They would probably still be a family, you know, and everything from there. Maybe that's not a one hundred percent fair assumption, but at the same time, I have a feeling that that's what it is. It's like they're gonna blame Owen for for what happened. That's how I kind of took it, also. Because you think, you know, Owen's father obviously had the unconditional love of being his father, you know, to realize, hey, it wasn't your fault. You were a child. Sometimes bad things just happen. Forgive yourself. Forgive me for letting this happen, you know. So he had it, you know, the unconditional love of of a parent. Those were the eyes he was looking through. But they did actually, that's the impression I got too, that here's the stepmom and she didn't have that connection to this child to look at him with love beyond all of the craziness and be like, hey, this wasn't your fault. You were a kid. That thing happened. And it made me feel like she was maybe pinning it on Owen, which was kind of weird because he was just a child. She's the adult in the situation. So she should be the one that's mature enough to realize, hey, whether or not you have a history with this kid, look at it for what it is and not out of resentment. So and that's how it kind of made me feel that she was looking at the situation. But I'm wondering, too, if maybe, I mean, it's been since Owen was 13 that this happened. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, judging by Robert, he's already a grown adult. So he's, you know, Owen's dad and Helen have been together for quite some time. Did they try to reach out? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe she was trying to make amends and make healing and and maybe have a relationship with him and maybe either directly or indirectly he denied that you know he rejected it and maybe she was just feeling like she was at the end of the rope like hey what are you doing here like i've already done my part like we've been you know but even still if that were the case you think that she prodigal son open with open arms 
finally, I've been trying to make a connection with you and you finally come to me. You know, you think that she would want to, you know, make that, you know, connection with him unless she just was so hurt by his rejection that she already closed herself off to him. But I, I don't know. I'm hoping that they're going to show a little bit more of that. I think we'll probably see more of Robert and his family. And, and it's a great opportunity for crossovers because they live in Los Angeles. Ooh, but, good point. <laughs> so I'm really hoping we get to dive into the backstory of that whole thing because <laughs> you can't just give us this and drop it we gotta know i know i hope so too because we got chad low and i saw him i was like oh there he is <laughs> so cool and then the episode ended and i was like is that there he goes but yeah just to tag on to the end of your um what you're saying about the stepmom it's like you know regardless of how old Owen is you know he's a grown man obviously in you know not some episodes but you know he's a grown <laughs> man regardless of that you're the parent in the situation you're the adult like your feelings mm -hmm. are your feelings but they don't have a place in this man's reconnection with his father absolutely that's she was the adult when he was a child and she's essentially yeah she is the adult in this situation too because even though he's a grown man his placement is the child and she's the step she's his stepmom you know so yeah she should it is her responsibility this isn't as, disney no, no <laughs> this <evil> stepmothers <laughs> stepmothers aren't evil here it technically is disney but <laughs> oh wait that's right it's abc no it's fox it's that's right fox. yeah well this fox. is disney adjacent <laughs> Disney, Disney. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> evil guys, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but then we get to see a different father-son story oh, with uh, Judd and Wyatt. Oh, my goodness. That was crazy, I, though. I loved it. Well, I was so excited to yeah. finally see Wyatt again. Yes. Because I was, you know, the last time we saw him was the first time we saw him, right? uh yes i think so yeah we yeah have, this is the first time we've seen him since he was introduced since we, right yeah you're right yeah i yeah, think i'm excited to see him and then they're he's picking him up at uh the police right. station i was like oh well this is a fun start to this part of the episode that escalated quickly <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like oh there's wyatt and he's been arrested absolutely yeah we're waiting for him to come back we're finally gonna see him and that's not how we left him it was a happy kid a nice happy family and then all of a sudden he's in, like i that... will say this though knowing that he was in jail a part of me in the back of my mind going yep uh, that's judge good <laughs> that was my thought exactly <laughs> as soon as i saw him pull up Oh yeah, that's Judd. That's for sure. Judd. <laughs> yeah, and then Judd was pulling away. He was like so furious. I was like, "Dude, you're raising yourself right now. Like this is so you. It's like you're, this is karma." <laughs> it's all those times when your parents are like, "I can't wait till you have a kid." Well, here's that day. <laughs> I can't wait till you have a kid who's just like you, and then I can say, "Told you so." And there's his grandpa told her, or Jed's dad told you so. <laughs> I was so happy to see Jed's dad. I love him oh, yeah. so much. But I mean, I, I, I love him from, 
One Tree Hill. But oh. so, so I saw him and I said, oh, Whitey's here. But yeah, I was so relieved to see him. I was like, oh, he's going to make everything better. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I have never seen One Tree Hill, but I do know him from a bunch of different other things that he's done. He's a great actor. He he always plays that that kind of character. You know, I don't know what he does in, in One Tree Hill. I'm assuming it's similar kind of. Very similar kind of character. Okay. <laughs> he's very typecast, but he's just so good at it. <laughs> I own it, right? <laughs> That interaction was cool when when they finally bring him out there because uh, I love the and not to skip around here but I love the part where he he gets on the horse and of course your grandpa's like trying to like well you need to do this and everything else like that and boom the kid just rides off perfect it's like did they not know his mom's a barrel racer I mean <laughs> that's how this happened you know. I didn't- I'd forgotten about that at first. Like he just took off. I was like, oh, he's really got a knack for this. And I was like, oh yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's been on the horse since he was eight months old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit about horses. Just a little bit. Yeah, that, that was so cool though to see them. And then out on the ranch. Because you know, last time we saw Jed's dad, you know, there was a little bit of drama, you know, kind of concern. And then they get the happy news because he always wanted to be a grandparent. That's all he talked about, you know. And then he finally gets the news that he's gonna be a grandparent. And you know, so we leave him on a happy note. But now we get to see him living out the dream. You know, he was like, ah, oh, he used the G word, like I can't say no to that, you know. <laughs> That, that's the kryptonite <laughs> which was so cool to see you know why it falling into that and and uh you know or blending into that like hey grandpa and dad you know to have that and to see how much he he appreciates it. and of course you know we hear the backstory before of why he was lashing out and what he felt and i do love the way grace was like you're calling her right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean grace always you know the the voice of reason she was like you get that you get that woman on the phone right now Judd and I was like <laughs> yeah do what Grace says yeah. <laughs> like, she's just the kind of person where she says something and you just say yes ma'am and do what she says like there's just no other option <laughs> you don't doubt it you're just like there you go <laughs> I agree like 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent Oh yeah, exactly. I like to see Wyatt in action this week, though. I mean, yeah. watching him take charge after you know Judd fell off the horse, he was just moving right along, knew exactly what to do. Hey, The Walking Dead. I mean, it's as realistic dead. as it can get, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? It teaches you how to be a prepper and fight zombies, and I guess patch up uh, compound fractures. <laughs> Yeah, and Judd woke up and he was all ready to tell him what to do. And he's like, oh, you mean the one you're laying on? No, okay. it's perfect. <laughs> his proudest moment, his most painful moment, but his proudest moment. Oh, I did love how the rope snapped because it's like, it's like, that's perfect. It's like, it's not all like the movies, okay? <laughs> you know? I laughed hysterically when that happened. I was like, well he started taking off with the horse I was like this is absolutely not gonna work and then the rope snapped and I was like well there we go there's that <laughs> if you've ever been to a rodeo they have the uh the scoop races right and back in the day they would tie a rope to a horse scoop right you know when you pick up the manure with and then you would literally 
hold on to the scoop, right? If you were small enough, if you were a kid, you could sit on it. If you're an adult, you would just kind of hold on to the end of it. And that horse drags you through the arena, right? Uh, well, it got real dangerous. And so they started building these mats and then you would just hold on to the mat uh, and it would still drag you around the arena. Well, if you're not holding on tight and not holding on like even and you're moving somewhat fast, that mat's going to flip and you're <laughs> going to start doing tumbles in the dirt. So it's kind of a good thing that maybe that rope broke because, man, he put some pressure on that horse that if he had taken off, Jed would have been flipping a couple of times and that would not have been good. I'm a little sad that we didn't get to see that, though. <laughs> Maybe it's good because then I would have said, oh, crap. Now he's even more hurt than he was. Maybe not with a broken leg. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel for the comedy. Let's just do that a different time when the, let's circle back to that. That'll be fun. That would be an excellent callback. They're in a rodeo somewhere. <laughs> like, hey, John, you want to do the scoop race? God, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I've, done, I've paid my dues on that now. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. And then the grandpa comes driving up. Now, he obviously didn't have any means of communicating with him, did he, you know, but I guess he just shows up. So it was perfect timing. I was really uh, confused on that whole thing. The horse. Judd said the horse would go back to the. Oh, that's, that's But I don't know where he knew how to find him unless he was just driving all around the property. Maybe so. Maybe he was. Yeah, because he was out for quite some time. He woke up. How long was I out for? It was quite some time. You know, mm -hmm. he, he built all that stuff. So it could be that it just took him that long to get to him and they're just searching all over. Or it's, if they have a particular trail within the property. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty possible that he'd even started looking for them before the horse. It's true. Because they could have been gone a while. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about the horse. I didn't think about that. And I should have realized that because they always end up going back home. Uh, and and I was kind of confused. I actually had to rewind that for a second there because I was like, I heard the noise, and then I was I had looked away because I was watching on my phone, right? I had looked away and I didn't see the truck drive up, right? So I'm like, did we skip something? Did I miss that? You know what I mean? It was funny. I was like, oh, okay, no, no, no. I guess he saw them, you know. But I did. I think it was pretty cool, though. You know, I, I think that was a, a good bonding moment for all of them. I think including the grandfather also. But you know, it was so funny because I think they start this story with him with Wyatt and it feels like, oh, okay, great. Well, here we go. Just another rebellious kid, right? You know, this is the, this is the way it's going to happen. He's going to be the problem child. Now this is what's going on from four. And it's like the exact opposite is starting to happen. Like, even when he's like, well, I didn't, you want, I, you know, splashed water in you because I didn't want to slap you. You know what I mean? It's just like, he's showing a level of respect. Of course. Yeah. That was funny. And I'm sure he just didn't want to do that. But at the same time, you know, what was he saying? He was like, I'm not mad at mom. I'm not mad at you. I'm just, you know, felt like it was so, you know, like you guys are so cool. And I'm thinking, I went my that was, life how cool you are. Exactly. And it was so funny because I'm thinking, this is the exact opposite of what I thought they were going to do with that, you know? And it's just like, no, this kid does have his head on straight. Yes. He's, how do I say, expressing himself in ways that he shouldn't, shouldn't be, you know? But I thought that was cool. It's just kind of like he's got a good head on his shoulders, you know. I mean, look, at, he almost got Judd completely out of that situation. It took a little bit of Grandpa's help, and I, I just—it was a good bonding moment at the expense of Judd's leg. <laughs> I know. Um, when I break my leg, I want someone to write on my cast. Oh, not when, if, 
Let's not put oh, that boy. in the universe. Yeah, what if I ever break my leg? Break your leg. <laughs> I want someone to write on my cast, break a leg. <laughs> I, that's <laughs> funny. That was comedic gold. I was like, that is just perfect. That Hilarious. was ironic. Yes. I've like been there, done that. No, thank you. Not again. <laughs> now, do we know exactly who wrote that on there? On his? Did he have that? Did his dad. Was his it? dad. Just dad. Then he said, just be thankful I didn't write break the other one. <laughs> oh my god see i missed that i'm glad you said that was beautiful yeah because he judd looked at and started laughing and then he looked at wyatt and said he wrote broke a leg and then his dad said i could have written broke the other one break the other one that's awesome the, the grandpa judd and now wyatt it's like they're just three stages of the same person so <laughs> And, and I love how yeah, the, they keep the theme, like, you know, with the 911 and 911 Lone Star, you know, like this week was family and, you know, finding that family and, and almost like solidifying it, you know, they, the 118 had their moment of coming together and now you see Wyatt and, and Judd, it was definitely a bonding moment. You knew it was coming and you knew that this was going to definitely make it happen <laughs> because it was such a traumatic experience but you got to see them truly become father and son and grandfather you know so you got to see that happen you got to see a family come being built being you know i can't think of the word i'm looking for but just you know coming together and <laughs> being solidified if you will but yeah. it's to see that happen and i'm so glad that judd's an awesome character and to see why it seems to be following in his footsteps, you know, just salt of the earth. And it's it's nice to have that like level headed, you know, even though they don't always, you know, use their level head. No, don't say voice of reason because Judd is not the voice of reason. <laughs> I was going to say, no, not the voice of reason. <laughs> That's, That's what he prays Grace for. <laughs> That's exactly right. She completes him. She completes him. I, She's, I do have one complaint though. I get it why it's a vegetarian. But, like, why did it sound like they were all becoming vegetarians now? Because, like... Solidarity. I, oh man. But <laughs> I will say this. I have not had jackfruit uh, brisket, but I have seen it. There's a lady in San Antonio that has, like, like a, a taquiner. A, 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 she makes tacos. Right? I can't even say it right. <laughs> taquiner. <laughs> Thank you. Taquiner. Uh-huh. Tacos. That's our next game. <laughs> Josh knew that he was gonna butcher that name. He just moved on. I just exactly. I just kept going. But we canceled this game. She's just gonna make tacos. That's all. Exactly. And they make them out of jackfruit instead of like brisket or barbacoa. And oh my gosh, it looks absolutely amazing. It does. So I would try that once, but I don't know, man. I I don't, I don't know. That's I did get a kick out of, you know, Judd's dad. He's obviously, you know, your typical, you know, Texas man. Mm -hmm. And his grandson is making him try a jackfruit taco. And he's I... like, what the <laughs> heck is this? Oh, only the word grandpa could have persuaded him to do if that. He's just like, had oh, some ham and eggs in this. Isn't <laughs> jackfruit the stinky one? No. No, jackfruit's the big, big one that has, like, all the smaller pieces in it. Like honestly, like like three or four years ago, they were saying that was supposed to end world hunger because it's so easy to to grow. And then like three pieces are like three thousand calories. 
So like you can have a whole day's worth of, of food. Just, just eat the brisket. Okay. All right. That's true. See, that's the thing. There's no meat in it, but jackfruit is high high caloric. I, I guess it's that. more of the fact of just not having meat. Having the meat. Yeah, exactly. And it even looks a little bit like meat. Oh, yeah. When you cook it up, yeah. I mean, you can't tell the difference. I mean, I've never had it, but like I've seen, I guess I've seen people on TV cook with it, apparently. And it does look like real meat. Like, oh, that's interesting. For our vegetarian friends out there, uh, I'm not sliding you. I, 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 I think those barbacoa tacos made of jackfruit look awesome. So, <laughs> I would definitely try that. That sounds good. I one time, and if I didn't like it, I would never eat it again. But at least I'll have tried it. I've I've had a burger made out of a portobello mushroom once instead of like the hamburger patty, and it was insanely good. So I can imagine how like the jackfruit would be amazing. I'd still have my brisket on the next taco, but I'd definitely try it. <laughs> I'd rather have that over tofu because at least it tastes like something. <laughs> yeah, tofu. I mean, if you put that in like a stir fry, maybe. But you know, if it's like Chinese. yeah, I I have a friend who's vegetarian, and one time she mentioned, "Oh, well, you probably never had it cooked right." And I'm like, "Is there a right way to cook tofu where it actually tastes good?" And just give me the soybeans. I just put some salt and some butter. Well, <laughs> can't do the butter. <laughs> some salt, man. We'll just stay with that. Maybe some olive oil. <laughs> Josh is not very good at being a vegan here. No. You're really making me want to try being a vegan. <laughs> I'm a 300-pound Texan, so what do you can expect? <laughs> Once for 30 seconds. <laughs> so next on uh, cooking with uh, FFC. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we started our own cooking. We can cook it with FFC. We'll have to run that by Maureen, see if she likes we'll, it. We'll have to create our own cookbook just like they did with the Gilmore Girls, you know. <laughs> all the favorite recipes from all of our favorite fandoms. All of Bobby's recipes that he cooks for the firehouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> He seems to be like a really good cook. I want some of those recipes. Mm-hmm. I love them. I, I'm not a fan of sushi, but like the other day when we were talking about that episode where he had all the fish, again, props because that's not easy. I mean, it seems like it's simple, but it's not. Again, not a fan of sushi, but props to Bobby. You did a good job. <laughs> let's, let's, hopefully he'll make some jackfruit next time. Oh, boy. I'm excited to see next week's episode because Owen does not punch somebody. He what? gets somebody else to punch him. <laughs> the Owen growth. Yes. <laughs> that is growth. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's still yeah. violence, but, it's but it looks like it's for good reason because this woman, I don't know if her car ran her over or if her husband ran her over in the car, I'm not really sure that part was unclear. Either way, she gets run over by her car, but before they take her to the ambulance, you can hear her tell them, don't let him take my kid hmm. because he, he abuses them. So I like Owen's train of thought here. Get the guy to punch him, gets arrested. Oh, there you go. Can't he- take the kid. See, so it looks like Owen's actually doing it for a good, good reason this time. I'm really excited to see it. Unless week. it just happened and he lucked out that it caused something good. 
<laughs> he was acting on impulse and it just paid off this one time. <laughs> I wonder if the paperwork's the same, you know, getting hit versus hitting somebody. Well, you know, Owen is impulsive, but I mean, he does, I mean, he does think things through for the most part. I mean, the things that he does, he does have good reason for, at least when he's on the job. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, punching his, uh, you know, punching a bunch of people when he was off the job, maybe, you know, that wasn't sound reasoning, but. I just want him to get better so we get Amy Acker back faster. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. When they broke up. I was like, wait, no. Yeah. You make things right. She can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> she better be back. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, she told him to call, but I mean, he, he's got to get it right. It's just, he needs to like, like have a picture of her like everywhere. So that way he's constantly reminded, you know, talk <laughs> to your therapist, go to church, you do <laughs> yoga, something. I mean, <laughs> He needs to come back. And at least in the meantime, we'd still get to see pictures of Amy Acker. So yeah, exactly. there you go. everyone wins. Everybody wins. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> yeah, she'll be back. You don't hire Amy Acker just to write her off like that. Yeah, she's she's got to come back. <laughs> she's a big get. You don't bring her on for a handful of episodes and then no. send her. Away. Yeah. No, that didn't. You happen. saw her at a comic con in what was it, Denver or was it? Uh, I think it was Denver. Yeah, yeah. Did we see her more than once. Maybe we saw her more than once, but I can't remember. Like, just an amazing person. Like, really sweet, really nice person. Very sweet. That's nice to know. Hey, we can add her on to our. We can have her on the podcast now, Amy. We want to say hi, <laughs> Amy. We know you're listening, so just come join us. We'd love to talk to you. We'll talk about our favorite vegan recipe. There you go. If you have any vegan recipes, you can share them. <laughs> We're going to have to do a recipe episode now, I think. Yeah, we definitely need to have that. Well, this has been another episode of Fandom Family Chats. I have enjoyed this time. I'm, uh, if you are enjoying these episodes, I mean, let us know. You can find us on our Facebook page if you don't join the group. Uh, please do. I mean, it's it's awesome if you're not already joined. Uh, you can also find us on, um, we have Instagram. We have Twitter and TikTok. And TikTok. Very cool. I, I don't think you're going to see any TikTok dances from us, so don't worry. If you want to follow on TikTok, it's going to be good. So, <laughs> uh, And all of them can be found under uh, oh, the chats under family fandom family chats. And, uh, of course, you can subscribe to that on all your favorite podcast services. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Bethany. I'm Eve. I'm Tiffany. Y'all have a great one. Bye. Bye. For our listeners craving more, you can search for all 16 of our groups on Facebook by searching Family Fan Club. Come on over and join the conversation. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok under Fandom Family Chats. We try to always make sure to have something that will entertain. Of course, we'd also love your feedback, the good and any bad. And you can provide that by emailing us at familyfanclub2021 at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our website coming soon, where you'll be able to buy FFC merch and merch about some of your favorite TV shows with some favorite sayings and images. We're also working toward hosting a Comic-Con-style event in 2024 where some of your favorite fandoms, cast, crew, and fans alike will come together for a fun-filled weekend. You can find those announcements on our website coming at you soon. Keep watching and listening. 
And as always, don't forget to share and subscribe.